Welcome to Rail Group On Air, a joint podcast of Railway Age, Railway Track and Structures, and International Railway Journal. This is Railway Age Editor-in-Chief William C. Vantuono. Our podcast sponsor is the Greenbrier Companies, which offers an innovative way for rail car customers to inspect build quality, virtual sample rail car, which remotely brings you into the Greenbrier plant from the convenience of your own conference room or home office. Virtual Sample Rail Car, or VSR, provides full access to a sample rail car while significantly reducing travel time and cost. It gives all the information needed to determine that your rail cars meet all specifications and will be delivered as ordered. Narrated high-resolution video follows the complete build of your sample rail car with tools like high-resolution photos and 360-degree views, concluding with a live stream inspection from the plant's buy-off area. A process that normally takes three or more days is reduced to just one hour. Check out VSR, winner of the Canadian Association of Railway Suppliers 2020 Innovation Award at geo.gbrx.com forward slash virtual. Early on March 21st, the big announcement came. Canadian Pacific Railway will acquire Kansas City Southern in a cash and stock transaction worth $29 billion in U.S. dollars. The combined Class 1 will be named Canadian Pacific Kansas City, or CPKC. If approved by the United States Surface Transportation Board, the result will be a single integrated rail system connecting ports on the U.S. Gulf, Atlantic, and Pacific coasts with key overseas markets with reach via new single-line halls across the combined company's continent-wide network. Importantly, CP and KCS say, no customer will experience a reduction in independent railroad choices as a result of the transaction and customers will benefit from a seamless integration of the two systems without service disruption. Soon after the announcement, I spoke with Canadian Pacific President and CEO Keith Creel, our 2021 Railroader of the Year, and Kansas City Southern President and CEO Pat Ottensmeyer, our 2020 Railroader of the Year. Well, good morning. Good morning, <laughs> Bill. I'm totally unprepared for this. Uh, well, so, maybe some well, some excitement for the weekend, huh? Well, well, yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, boy, you have a busy day ahead of you. So, uh, listen, I'm going to I'm going to start with a uh, uh, a question that's based on a Georgian Ira Gershwin tune from 1928, written for the musical Funny Face, and the tune is "How long has this been going on?" Ah, oh, well, I've I've had my eye on the KCS, uh, admiring that railroad and that team and their performance uh, for quite some time, Bill. Um, but mm-hmm. as far as ingest, uh, making contact late last uh, year, uh, we started to have serious discussions moving toward uh, what's culminated into a very exciting opportunity and announcement today. Oh, that's that's right. I mean, it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, obviously, you know, Keith and I know each other um, and um, we do a lot of business together. Um, it was clear, you know, that, you know, there's a, there, there's a, there's a good relationship between the companies at all levels. But, uh, as Keith mentioned, it was really late last year that we started, uh, kind of taking that, uh, 
that relationship in a different direction. So uh, would you both say the uh, just with everything that's happened uh, in the past year uh, uh, in a lot of different areas, would you say the stars just aligned and, and now's the right time to uh, to get it going? Bill, I'll, I'll speak to your exact words. That's exactly what has transpired. Often the stars have to align. The timing's ideal. You've got two companies that, uh, quite frankly, have been stars in the industry from a growth standpoint. You've got two like-minded CEOs and two companies focused on growth that's enabled through service and customer interaction and providing solutions for our customers in marketplaces so that they can grow and we, in turn, can grow with them. So the opportunity to put these two networks together um, checks all those boxes to allow reach uh, to be extended, uh, to allow competition to be enhanced, uh, to allow service to be improved given that it's seamless single line moves that today require handoffs or interchanges. Uh, and it creates compelling value that's unparalleled for, for the customer, uh, for the employees. Uh, the growth that this enables obviously drives job growth. That's positive for both companies' uh, profiles as well as the communities that we operate in and through, the investment that it drives in those communities and enables in those communities. And and finally, something that's uh, very important in today's time, um, not that it hasn't always been, but it's certainly more topical, that's the benefit to the environment. Uh, we've known for a long time that rail transportation is the green solution. To be able to create something that creates a network that leverages and has a compelling opportunity to take trucks off the road and put them on the rail uh, which uniquely benefits the environment is is powerful. It just add yep. a couple of other stars in that lineup, Bill, and that is, uh, you know, you and I have done a number of pieces uh, recently on USMCA, and just the the fact that we now have uh, certainty in in terms of the trade agreement between the three countries, um, the 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 cloud, the uncertainty that existed with NAFTA is gone. I think that's very positive from a North American investment and, and growth, <clears throat> North America becoming an even more powerful trading block. And then you add this, um, I think, going to be an accelerated trend toward reducing global supply chains as a result of some of the lessons we've learned with the pandemic, de-risking global supply chains, nearshoring, bringing things back to North America. And uh, put those two thoughts in addition to what Keith covered, and look at this network. Just you know, look at the map that we have on uh, on the materials that have been presented. There is no other North American rail network that comes close to matching this uh, this this combination. I'd like to uh, uh, carry that forward with a comment that actually I just updated our our, our own story uh, on, on our website. Uh, which is, uh, I, I pulled as many maps as I could off the, uh, off the new website, which is very well prepared, I must say, and very, uh, very informative. But this, uh, this comes, this is a, a, uh, an observation that comes from our, our own Jim Blaze, a contributing editor and railroad economist. <clears throat> he says, and I quote, railroads as networks have this inner drive to expand their coverage. Their network extent is essential to providing place utility to customers. The most important link going forward will become Kansas City to Shreveport, a long, thin north-south line in the heart of the United States. Geopolitical winners 
I believe, are shippers and receivers at both ends in Mexico and Canada. And the combination means that both Kansas City, Southern, and Canadian Pacific are no longer the individual weakest of the class one carriers as a network. And he's speaking, he's, Jim is speaking strictly in network terms. So you're, you know, what are your thoughts on those, on that comment? We believe there's a lot of truth in those statements. And that fits in very nicely with the, the, uh, the, the logic and the, and the value of this combination. Yeah, I couldn't have said any any better, Bill. Uh, the uniqueness um, that this network combined creates, uh, the ability to drive investment that allows the combined network to realize its true potential, uh, both from a safety and an efficiency standpoint, um, it's it's unparalleled. Um, so to do that, you know, you've got the two smallest railroads that, as strong as we are, and we had our own unique, powerful, compelling value creation stories. When you put them together, uh, what that unlocks is it's not possible standalone. Uh, but together, it's extremely compelling, especially in today's world uh, with all the attributes that that it represents. With truly um, no people that suffer, in all honesty. It's all about growth. It's all about value creation. You know the, the lingo of <clears throat> rail mergers, Bill, uh, quite well. And, uh, you know, there is not a single customer or market in this combination where you have a three to two or a two to one. And in fact, if you look at the new network that we're creating here and just you know, pick an example that's very obvious, Mexico and Texas to the upper Great Lakes, Chicago, Detroit, uh, we are creating a two to three situation. So I think this fits very nicely with the STB's uh, mindset of enhancing competition, creating a new competitive option that doesn't exist, creating another option for truck-to-rail conversion. So, you know, we just think we've got a really powerful story there and and obviously ties in nicely with uh, with the story that uh, that you just read to us. Frank Wilner, he said, in publishing uh, new merger rules in 2000, the STB expressed concern over the use of voting trusts. Were the acquiring firm not able to find an alternative buyer with the merger application denied? The STB said it would, quote, take a much more cautious approach to future vote- voting trusts in order to preserve our ability to carry out our statutory responsibilities. Frank says this will be the first opportunity since that decision for the STB to consider a voting trust. Uh, he just put together a primer on new new merger rules adopted by the STB in 2000. Uh, he said that the final paragraph is a primer on the on Kansas City Southern exemption. Is, is there anything you can uh, you can comment about on that one? You know, one comment I'd make just uh, on the on the voting trust. It gets back to the independence and uh, the the desire to make sure that the entity in trust is uh, continues to operate in, in, in every way, shape, or form independently and succeed as a standalone company. We have actually an, an announced the appointment of the trustee, who will be Dave Starling. Dave is uh, you know, supremely independent. He had great success as CEO of this company for several years. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Keith, Keith and Dave know each other very well and have a lot of respect for each other, but you know the fact that we've got a trustee who uh who served as uh this company's CEO and over a period where we enjoyed great success 
uh, I think is a is a an important factor in showing the STB that uh, that we've got a, a structure here while KCS is in trust that uh, that uh, preserves its uh, its its independence and its ability to to perform in in uh, you know as a a separate standalone entity. Um, so you know you can also play up the fact that this combination brings three of your railroaders of the year together under one umbrella. I, but, uh, I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as far as the as far as the the trust uh, the the new rules old rules, you know I think you know go back to the exemption. The the exemption um, exists uh, as a result of. Uh, the environment at the time that create, you know, where there was uh, massive uh, consolidation in the rail industry, and a reflection of um, the need to uh, to um, to to handle KCS differently at the time. Uh, as Keith mentioned, you know, the two companies here today are the uh, the two smallest of the of the industry. Arguably, arguably the two with the best growth profile and and uh, very strong performers today, but when we combine, if you look at revenues and miles and other metrics that are important, we will still be the smallest in the uh, in the industry. So I I, I don't think um, uh, uh, some of the, uh, the the comparison to some of the prior mergers in a, that were done in a different era. Is is really one that we we hope to to avoid. This is such a different transaction and a different time that uh, that that we think that is going to be a an important consideration in in uh, in highlighting the the merits of of this particular combination. I want to go into just a little bit of overtime with Keith and ask you a question, a personal sort of a personal question. Uh, you know, you know, Pat, you said three railroads of the year. It's actually five when you consider Mike Haverty because he started this whole thing back with Kansas City Southern in Mexico. But Keith, what would Hunter have to say about this, Hunter Harrison? Because uh, we know his dream was a transcontinental at one point. That was that was what he wanted to see in his lifetime. What, what do you think he would say? Hunter would be proud. Hunter's all about value creation uh, and about creating customer solutions, uh, linked of all simplicity, taking out handlings. You know, th this transaction is positive for assets. It's positive for efficiency. It's positive for service. You put those three compelling things together, and not only are you able to reward your shareholders, you reward your customers, and you grow your business. Hunter is elated right now. I'm certain of that. Well, that's it for this special edition of Rail Group On Air. Thanks very much to Keith Creel and Pat Ottensmeyer from the Canadian Pacific and Kansas City Southern. And special thanks to our sponsor, the Greenbrier Companies. Be sure to check out Virtual Sample Railcar, VSR, winner of the Canadian Association of Railway Suppliers 2020 Innovation Award at geo.gbrx.com forward slash virtual. This is Railway Age Editor-in-Chief William C. Vantuono. We'll be following the proceedings of the Canadian Pacific Kansas City Southern merger to form CPKC over the next 18 or so months. Have a safe day. Mm -hmm.